On this week's episode of Third and Forever, Kevin and I recap week 13 of the 2021 NFL season. We go to our segments, Performance of the Week, Nathan Beerman Award, Stock Up, Stock Down, and pre and preview week 14. And then things as always are a two-minute drill. All right, let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, we're back. Um, nothing are, happened. Are, are both of us back? Or, I'm back. I, I'm well-rested and just kind of happy to be here. Yeah. How are you? So if you're listening to this, you've probably already listened to the interview we had with a friend of the pod, Dustin Baker, at Dust Baker, who he came on yes last night, and we chatted, and... I was able to get out some of this frustration about this week, but I still have a lot. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I saved some some victory lapping for today. I intentionally held back a little bit. I, I feel like you should because we still have a game like to play. Well, so and it's, also like, it's I, like if our season series yeah. is over, then you could you know do a full on laps all over the place. But you gotta be careful because you know as we saw on Sunday, any given Sunday, well, any given Sunday, and also I mean you know I'm I'm much more civil with Dustin than I am with you. you know, well, Dustin, yeah, Dustin doesn't really get the real me. Sometimes I gotta, I gotta dress it up for him and make sure he's, he wants to come back on the next time. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, before so, we go into it, oh, okay. uh, we, well, I have to do some introduction. Okay. So oh, yeah, usually in the two and a half years coming out, actually three, three, yeah, yeah yes, three years sure. of doing this now. Mm -hmm. Um, we Kevin and I have just been doing it, me and him. And that means that Kevin goes as host as well as producer. And producing wise, you know, it's he, he hits record, he's I do all the editing, but I, mean, I do all the work. Yeah, basically. yeah, exactly. I just bring I just bring my myself to it. So you just um, make it worse. Yeah, yeah, basically. And so lately we've had this season, uh, we have had a guy on to help with our socials as well as now stepping into our producer role. We have uh, Jake here, and he is, if you, you've seen some of our content, good chunk of it's him on Twitter, especially. Uh, TikTok is all Kevin. Twitter is me and Jake, and Jake's been great to the team. He's in his producer role for the first time here. Uh, Jake, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you guys for having me on and just bringing me in. And he's a Vikings fan, so it's it's not like a weird... We, we It would have been really funny if we could, like you know, get the full circle of the NFC North and have a Bears fan and a Lions fan if there were. I don't just, I don't think that it's realistic to even try to find a Lions no, fan. No, no, yeah, no. That's yeah. like a unicorn, but, a, you know, a Bears fan. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know. We're in Minnesota. Yeah. Everyone's a Vikings fan yeah. up here. And it kind of goes with, uh, with the brand. You yeah. Know, I'm surrounded still. Yeah. Even so, more so. So you'll be hearing, you know, going forward, you'll hear Jake from time to time. He's going to be kind of our, you know, obviously – producing but if if kevin and i are trying to find out some facts or some stats or something that we can't you know we got to pull up he'll probably he might interject you here from what's, time to time what's the who's joe rogan's helper i don't I, listen to joe i rogan. don't listen either J jamie. Young jamie 
Yeah. Oh, there yeah, you go. He's, he's the Jamie. All right. Yeah. Well, it works, JJ. There you go. JJ, it's it's full circle. JJ had a great game. Um, no, no. All right. So let's. Well, I mean, let's get into it. Yeah, let's let's talk about let's it because obviously the Packers the didn't play. Um, they were on by, and it looked like the Vikings defense was also on by. Um, so top ten defense is so I've heard. <laughs> we we had to go to Detroit and it should have just been a get right game. I talked about last week that it would have been really nice to pull out that win in, in San Francisco to go to Detroit and build some momentum, you know, start getting on the positive side, be right in the thick of the playoff hunt and that for the sixth seed. Um, and it didn't go that way. It was, I had flashbacks to Denver a couple of years ago to to Atlanta last year, that first half was abysmal. I mean, we were down 20 to six at half. Everything just looked, looked terrible. Um, primarily play calling, which you look at all the bad performances we have this year. It's comes down to play calling and coaching. I feel like, and it, it just seemed like we were just, we didn't know who we were. Yeah. And and we had guys like, you know, Barr and Kendricks didn't play, which they emphatically said we're playing Thursday. And they are. Um, they're playing uh, against the Steelers on the short week, and so that tells me that they were ready to go, and they were held out because it was the Lions. And this is a, a team so far this year that continues to either play up or play down to whoever we're playing, and we just have a habit of making Jared Goff look unbelievable. It's it's ridiculous you, it's you guys terrible are like that shape-shifting pokemon or ditto or something like anyone looks at you and you guys are just like i'm the lions now this week it's yeah you match them perfectly it's awful i saw i saw one uh, a stat here where our points per game this season alone teams with winning records we're scoring 27.5 points a game teams with the 500 or below 23.8 so it's like what are we doing it, it's it's constantly being like and this has been my 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 whole issue with a lot of Mike Zimmer is, you know, taking it, you know, taking the foot off the gas and, and being like the defense will get it done, it will, and, you know, and, and playing scared and playing scary. It's, it's, you know, coaching to not lose. And we're, guess what? We're losing. And, and it's, I don't know what more you can want from, you know, the offense in the second half was phenomenal. They, they bounced back and they played how they should have all 60 minutes. Um, and they put ourselves in a position to win the game. You know, and then what did we do? We went into a prevent defense under two minutes left with a quarterback that is horrendous against the blitz. He is shown time and time again that he gets frazzled and he panics. He was awful when we gave him pressure, but then we backed off. We rushed three on the last play. Well, in that last play too, I mean, the DBs specifically, you know, on the side where the pass is complete on the left side there. I don't remember who exactly it was. It was Danzer and Xavier Woods. And they were both playing like they had like they were defending a Hail Mary. And, and, and it's something that like this team and especially this defense is it's it's been, you know, yes, we had injuries. We had no, you know, no Patrick Peterson. We still have Breland out there who's had made some nice plays. He is, has is actually Peterson not out there? No, he oh, had, he was okay. still uh, inactive is from he, the COVID. He's active. He's tonight, active. Yeah. Or, yeah he was activated this yeah. week. And so he'll be out there tonight. Uh if you're listening to this when this airs, um or goes you know, gets posted and, you know, no Kendricks, no bar, the defensive line, obviously still without, you know, we're not, not Hunter. We did get Michael Pierce and, and Dalvin Tomlinson back, but you know, a couple of defensive tackles can only do so much in a game. Like 
you know, they, it, it's just, they're playing soft and they, it was a very poor tackling effort. Um, well, do you want to apologize to me? Because never. Uh, I, I make a lot of, of, uh, claims if you of predictions. And last week I predicted an Amon Ra St. Brown game, 10 for 86 <laughs> and a touchdown. I mean, career numbers for Amon Ra over there. The St. Brown family, I'm sure, was celebrating after that. I mean, he had the best game of any St. Brown. Yeah, no, it's ever fair. Uh, yet, yet. All right. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's just one of those things where we're five and seven, and the sad thing is, like, we're technically not out of it, but like, but we're done. I mean, this team is—you cannot expect to do anything significant when you have a game like this, you know, and, and the lions, I'm, this is not me trying to be like the lions are actually good to, you know, the, the lions are, were like the best winless team. Probably who, who we thought they were like ever. Yeah. I mean, they, they like Dan Campbell, give them a lot of credit. Like they love Dan Campbell. And I, you know, I, I think we were both wrong on that. Like, I thought Dan Campbell would be a complete, just placeholder fall guy, transition coach, you know, and I, I kind of still think I, that, I do, but like, I just like, he has that locker room and, and I like, you know, he, it, it's tough because of, you know, they, Michigan obviously been run it riding some much needed highs after the tragedy in Oxford and it's a lot of emotion. And it, yeah. And so yeah. it's, it, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, like, you know, it, it is what it is. And it, we've been, we're, we've been flying too close to the sun with these kind of games and we knew it would, you know, bite us in the ass do you think Zimmer felt bad for uh, making Dan cry the first time they played? Do you think that that was kind of a factor? Goes, I honestly hey, think just, like, I, just I let him have this one. Like everything I see from Zimmer is a guy that's just waiting, waiting to be put out of his misery. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so frustrating because he like, he just doesn't look like he's enjoying it at all anymore. And it's, did he ever look like he was enjoying it? No, like, I mean, he's always it's been fiery. He's always, guy. he's always been, you know, he's the prototypical, you know, football guy mentality. He's always kind of had like, yeah, old school football guy mentality. He's always kind of had that fiery side. He just kind of looks like he just looks tired and it's, and it, it, you know, the defense is just lazy. They just don't put a lot of effort in there and it's for guys that are not starters. So you think they would be the opposite. You think that they would be trying their damnedest to get the show that they can make a starting role in this league and and I, I just don't see it and it, and it's it's wasting a phenomenal game and offensive season that we have from guys like Kirk Cousins Justin Jefferson you know it's devastating having feeling out on the first drive on a high ankle sprain where he got rolled up on um my PSA uh stop with the receiver screens or the swing passes like stop doing it Clint are the worst plays. You have a receiver that has zero momentum against defenders that are coming straight downhill. What do you expect to happen? Like it's 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 awful when you see a quarterback make his first read. Like my, I think of the D.D. Westbrook one where he quickly like got it the ball, got the snap, and fired it over to the flat for like a quick smoke screen. Yeah. That's design. D.D. one for minus two that, this game. That's that's yeah. a play design, and it's like. It's not like Kirk checking it down because he's not reading anything else. Like that's the that's the play. It's awful. And I and I want I really would like my biggest issue with Kirk this season. If you know a play is like that and you know, it's not gonna work, like you've been in the league long enough, check out of that. 
Like you, you've been balling out this year, but you're playing your best football, your career, as we talked about, you know, we went into a lot of Kirk last night and I, I just, you know, what do you have to lose? You know, it's, we have to start winning games. We can go four and one to close out the season. Theoretically, most likely still get the seventh seed. Will that actually pan into anything? Probably not. It's probably a first round exit, maybe a first round upset like 2019. Makes your draft pick worse though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it makes your draft pick as best as like 18th. So it's, you know, <laughs> is what it is. 18th overall pick. Yeah. And it, well, you know, I, I think, you know, obviously draft picks are hit or miss. I mean, Jefferson was over in the twenties and you saw how that went. Yeah, I think yeah. Rager was, was it Rager 18? Something close to it. Literally right before. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think, I think this game is, uh, I, the only thing I have to say is this defense, there has been eight occasions where they have had a chance to prevent a game winning drive or a game tying drive. And they have gone Oh, for eight in all of those attempts. We have won three of those games. I talked about this last night and it's something like, like if the blame pie is going to anyone, Kirk's getting the smallest. He's watching his weight. That's like, he's, he's not taking a big helping of that pie. He's got a very small stake in his foil. On yeah. The road. And I yeah. just, it's unfortunate. I do like what I heard from Justin Jefferson by saying like, you know, if we lost, it doesn't matter what I did. You know, obviously it wasn't enough. And it's sad when a receipt, you know, 11 catches 182 yards and a touchdown oh, on 14 passing, targets. Though, I mean, yeah, he's not a great quarterback. <laughs> I mean, it was good that he got rid of that ball, <laughs> but um, I, I just think it's, it's unfortunate because the offense, yes, they were shit for 60 minutes for 30 minutes, but you scored 27 points against Detroit. You better hope you win. It's Jared Goff. This, this should be the gift that, that lets you give up and it's not. Yeah. Um, because you know, you're, it, you've told me once before or many times, probably actually that as long as there's a mathematical chance, yeah. uh, there will be no giving up. Correct. So, you're I'm, not, I'm never going to be a fan that wants us to go out and lose. Well, no, but there's draft between picture. wanting to lose and just going, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, like I'm always going to watch. Like I, I've, I, even 38 to seven, I never turned it off. I watched all 60 fucking minutes of that game. I was in a corner for probably the last quarter. There's, <laughs> there's a word for that, but you know, it's just, it is what it is. I, 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 it's, it's the, you know, I, I just stare at it and, makes my eyes bleed occasionally, but Hey, I'm going to keep watching and that might be a problem, but it's not good for my mental health, but here I am. Um, I'll tell you, I respect you for it. Thanks. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, it's really frustrating to watch this kind of game because you saw every bit of it. Like we saw that we can be really good if we're firing all cylinders and you just saw dumb founding mistakes and plays and it, I don't know. They just, they look scared and they're looking afraid to make a mistake and you can't do that in the, in this league. Yeah. I don't want to spoil the, uh, the future or the, the more than likely future outcome. Uh, I, I did go back and, and just make sure I had a couple uh Twitter receipts from before the season started just to kind of, you know, make sure I got my ammo for uh, the next couple of weeks here when we see who wins the division, Bubba. Um, but <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah no it's it's gonna be great you and bubba like to interact on twitter we haven't in a while i feel like he's forgotten about me well he's been kind of going on and off i think i muted him at one point because i just i i couldn't 
I couldn't handle it. Do you, I, 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 I never, I, I never mute or block anyone. I just, oh, I, I have a bunch of people muted and blocked. I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a, it's a variety of factors sometimes, but some people, some people I, I you know, I have a, a couple altercations with, and I kind of look at the timeline. I go, there is nothing here that I, that is going to make me happy in any way or that I agree with at all. And so I, I just, it's for the best because on Sundays I kind of lose control of my thumbs. Yeah. So the other six days it's best to start blocking. Um, a couple other notes I wanted to pull up just that I, I saw that are just make you think um, most number of games scoring at least 27 points since 2020. Uh, Is this a Dustin Baker stat? No. Oh. Uh, Bills, Buccaneers and Vikings have the most points of scoring 27 points, at least 27 points mm-hmm. um, record. The bills 16 and two in those games. Buccaneers seventeen and one, and the Vikings ten and eight. Different. Uh, you know, it's what what's the issue there? I I wonder. Uh, Jared Goff in the final four minutes of two games against the Vikings this season, he is twelve for 20, 129 yards and a touchdown. Lions have scored eighteen of their forty six total points against the Vikings this season in those final four minutes of those games. Oof, clutch gene. Um. Uh, what other one I got here? Oh yeah. Vikings. We allowed uh, more points in the final two minutes of halves. So that means we have now 33.1% of our points of our total points this season have come in the final two minutes of halves. Uh, final two minutes of halves have taken up only 6.4% of time. So of time of yeah. time wow. of all the time that it could be in those games. <laughs> so that's not great. We're on a historic run of, of getting most points allowed in final two minutes which we, I believe, set ourselves. Um, I, I think we have allowed 101 points in the final two minutes so far this season, and I think the record that we set last year was like 108. So basically allowing our touchdown, we got it. It's, um, it's big Viking stat season right now. Yeah. And, I mean, could you imagine, I'm kind of scrolling through here looking, could you imagine being you know, a team with a similar record? Say you're the Eagles, and... You know, you're just kind of not good. Yeah. Whereas the Vikings are so bafflingly. We have so many games. You could, you could literally <laughs> just flip the outcome of like a play. Mm-hmm. And we are like, I saw someone, I think already where he said the Vikings could easily, like could definitely be. Um, it was like, how many games have we played? 11? No, 12. Wow. Either like eight and four or nine and three. Like if you were to flip like a play that go, you know, there because yeah. one score games, you look at like the bills this year are terrible where they're really good at one score games last year, like one score games. You look at it is like turnovers. It's a, it's a variable that doesn't, that sh- doesn't really, it's kind of random. It doesn't always, it's not a good benchmark going season to season to season because moments has happened, you know, a weird bounce, a weird, a kick missed, a tipped ball, you know, all the little things that can affect a game. Um, it's wild. And so like, we have the same record as all these teams. And I'm like, we we're better than these teams, but we're not technically because of this, because our record. And like, that's what it comes down to. We just can't win these games and maybe it's building up good karma, but it sucks this I, season. I don't think it is. Um, last one. I got number of starts. This, this is actually from the Mac Jones game, which we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the Monday night game. That's just the oh, wind they don't, game. They don't call up in segments. Um, Number of starts where opponent has scored seven or fewer points. So basically a quarterback having to do the bare minimum. Like, yeah, yeah, essentially. 
uh, lead, lead two scoring drives and you'll win. Uh, you have Derek Carr. That's only happened one time in 122 starts. Kirk Cousins, one time in 119 starts. Mac Jones, it's already happened four times in his 13 starts. I mean, it, I, I this is not a shot at him. It's just like, that's where I look at. These are just numerous things that point out QB wins is flawed. And like, right, especially regular season. It's like, especially Super Bowl wins. No, <laughs> regular season. How, like, I, how is it I not Super Bowl? I don't understand how you can sit here and postseason shit all, shit record all over matters. QB wins. Postseason record but if definitely you're on a bad matters. Team, you don't get a postseason. Exactly. So, like, you're obviously not that good if you're always on bad teams. If you're a good quarterback on a bad team, if you're Deshaun Watson quarterbacks, on this year's quarterbacks Texas, have the opportunity to, to plug many holes, more holes than any position. Yeah, that's but the they don't point. have the ability to single-handedly take a terrible team and bring it into the postseason, much less win in the postseason. Ah, there's definitely been record. There's been in instances of that happening. You're saying that Kirk can't get a win even though he's playing well now and he has a good team. Well, I know because his defense is allowing so many fucking points. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, this is we, We're arguing the same thing. You just know where I'm going with it and you know that my end argument, the punctuation on my sentence is Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and you don't want to have that again. And I'm not saying we get into that now. Because I, it's not. There's, Wins, a, there's, there's in no any context there. is a dumb stat. And uh, I have another stat for you. Yeah. Last punctuation mark on this game. After this week, the Vikings are the 24th scoring defense. Mm -hmm. So not a lot of time to uh, turn that no, around. And, I really and, wish and you would have put some money on that. Well, this season. I think a lot of that has to, I mean, you look at a lot of things going into it with, with scheme. So a lot with, of, a lot of guys on the field that aren't very good. There's a coach. that's not a lot of injuries because guys that are on the field that are not very good. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, every every week we have a, a key person on defense out, if not more. Yeah, so join the club. It's unfortunate. Um, oh, actually, so Packers bye week. I wanna I wanna say one thing because we're not really we don't have a game to talk about. No, uh, Jair is back to limited practice, and I'm very excited. I'm irrationally excited because every warm body in front of Kevin King brings it breathes life into my into my being and my soul, uh, and not to mention Jair is awesome. So. That was basically the only headline. Uh, Jordan Love has COVID, I guess, too. Um, so Does that mean Rodgers has COVID? No, and Rodgers won't even get tested because he had it. And if you have it and you're unvaccinated and you go through that process, you don't like you are immune to getting tested for like 90 days. That's or absurd. It's very strange. That doesn't make any sense. It makes it makes kind of like negative sense. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, he's he's not getting tested and uh, the third guy who had it, uh, Kurt Benkert, is back. So, and we signed like a third dude whose name I doesn't make remember. sense. Not Blake Boyles, unfortunately. Yikes. Um. All right. Uh. Do you want to? You said you were gonna. You have Patriots Bills in your segments. I was gonna say my my performance of the week is uh, kind of centered around that game. Okay. Let's just go into performance of the week then. Um. You can start then. All right. My performance of the week this week was God. Um. <laughs> Monday Night Football had kind of like 20 to 30 Awful. mile an hour wins. Typical dome uh, mindset right there. No, it's not. It's it's typical of like, why do it, I want to see a matchup that has massive implications be completely hamstrung? It would suck if it happened like, like all the time, but this was such an extreme I, case. Like, like, I don't, not really. If like you pay attention like with Buffalo and like the whole Northeast, like wind yeah. is always a thing. And I'm like, 
it just sucks in this. That's, I, I that's wish such a, that's such I a wish, downer attitude. No, it, I I don't want to see. It was fun. I, it was not fun. It we was saw, fun. It yeah, wasn't. We we saw a no. field goal stop in midair and change direction. Like I, it 30. was it was fun for the first like few minutes and then i'm like oh wow we're seeing two teams that i want to see duke it out and actually what they have especially one of them being an offensive like minded team be completely hamstrung and they can't really do anything and josh allen it doesn't look like it but he still had a great day in that wind like they weren't afraid to throw it into the wind and it's just like i don't know it just it it really handicapped this matchup and that kind of sucks it just makes me upset i don't know i just yeah but I mean, God, you know, there's it's an act of God. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's safe to say I think Bill Belichick is more powerful than God after this game. <laughs> uh, a lot of people giving him like I think he deserves some credit. He kind of doesn't deserve some credit, too. No. So I don't know. It's it's a very weird situation. And I just kind of like the chaos. I was having to explain to my girlfriend that field goals don't usually do that. It was fun. My uh, my issue is that so many people I saw talking about it being like anyone that says like that is football weather has never played a snap in their life in actual football. Uh, I say that and I played in fifth and sixth grade. That Thank does not count. Very much. That does not count because I your seasons don't go it, that long. I also thought it was fun and I played throughout high school. Yeah, I just <laughs> I, I, I just think it's See? it's garbage. I don't know. I we, we held we just cold, held a vote. Cold is one thing, but like. Like wind, like I don't, I don't know. I just now it really, it took I, a damper on a great matchup and a lot of, like a lot of implications about but, this. But game. here's here's a situation with this debate that's been happening since this game happened. It was a primetime game, so everybody was talking about it after the fact. There's a lot of people saying that this game like wasn't quote unquote good and it wasn't representative of the teams, and to a certain extent that is true, but it's being kind of magnified to be like any game that has any weather impact whatsoever. This was, like I said, an act of God. I mean, I can't remember ever seeing a game that was even close to this weird from a weather standpoint. And I mean, you're acting like it's being amplified. There's some people out there saying, you know, every team should play in a dome and that's ridiculous. No, but there, there's a reason why Super Bowls are always going to be indoors or nice weather areas. Just yeah, because but you can have a rainy, windy Super Bowl if you happen to have it in Florida. No, I understand that, but there's a re like a reasoning behind all of it is they are it, it, it's it's a contest between two teams and not two teams managing the weather. And it's you know, a and I, I think full that's of people that paid tons of money and reporters and celebrities, and it's a whole big giant event, and no one wants to sit in the cold. They were mad when they had to sit in they a would, dome if, in Minnesota a few if years ago. They would still sit. Like it's always going to sell out. It's never going to be yeah, a thing. I'm not like, saying it's, it's a sales thing, but people are going to bitch about it <sighs> if it's anywhere that isn't tropical or indoors. And even when it was indoors in a non-tropical, people are going to bitch about everything. People, people are literally going to bitch about anything. So yeah. it doesn't matter where it is. People are still going to bitch. Yeah. Well, no, but they're they're not going to complain about the weather. That's what I'm talking about. You're talking about like human nature in general. If it was uh, if it was rainy, like you said in Florida, they still would. They yeah, but you're not going to blame the like committee who chooses it for picking Florida because it rains sometimes. I'm just saying that people that are anti weather in this situation, and people say, oh, the, not football weather. I mean, cold and wind and stuff like that definitely qualifies as football weather. This sport is played in the fall into the winter. If you don't like it, we should I, move the season. I think predominantly, I no. Well, that then the heat becomes an issue where people you're not going to practice. In well, then you are impossible to please. No, sir. it's just like football is 
is it's fall like three weather. Weeks of like football it, it's in September. Like most of most season. of football weather is like 40s, 50s. That's what the majority of football weather is. Which people then be like, nope, football weather means it's it's sleeting, it's crazy, you know, nature coming into play. It's like no, like that's where I'm disagreeing with it. Where people put a blanket statement like this is football. It's like no, it's not. Majority of football is balmy. Like that's what it is. Well, it's you versus God. So if you want to pick that fight, go ahead. I don't know. I I just I I really really hope the next matchup is not going to be with this because you know it's going to have massive implications by when they play in a couple weeks. I hope it's worse. <laughs> New England it can be bad. So, um, all right, my performance of the week. I'm going to go with Chris Godwin. A uh, couple couple candidates for this, but just because. The dude was literally catching everything thrown at him. Um, 17 targets. 17 targets. 15, 15 catches, yeah. 143 yards. No touchdowns. But, I mean, this is one where he's had some games where, like, he, you know, he'll he'll put a ball on the turf or put a ball on the ground and he'll fumble and kind of lose some confidence. Arians, know, like, we know Arians has that thing where you turn over the ball, he kind of puts you in timeout. Sorry, Ronald Jones, one carry, two yards. Uh, continues to be in the doghouse. Yeah. And Godwin has games where he shows that, like, he is really, really good. And, you know, he gets overshadowed by Mike Evans and Gronk and, you know, playoff Lenny. And mm-hmm. and, and, and he can be a, a, you know, a receiver one on most teams. Yeah, he could be a receiver one. And the weird thing about this game, too, you look at uh, last week was the week that, uh, you know, Leonard Fournette had four touchdowns. Yeah. And I think that to a certain extent, I don't think he'd ever say it, but Brady kind of went out this week and went fucking throwing the ball 51 times. We're not doing this running bullshit anymore. <laughs> well, and, and to their credit, it wasn't working. You know, like you yeah. know, Leonard Fournette probably had one of his, I don't know, most pedestrian 44. games. Yeah, not great. And, you know, he did have a lot of catches. He had seven catches, 48 yards. He leads the league in running backs with catches. Um, obviously McCaffrey being injured for majority of the season and same thing with Kamara really impact that, but he leads in running backs. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, this was a Chris Godwin game. I, I want to give a special shout out to uh, George Kittle too, who just absolutely exploded. Yeah. He was my, uh, he was my backup. If you took God before I could. So, <laughs> um, all right, let's go, let's go into Nathan Beamerman. Uh, what do you have for Nathan Beamerman award? Uh, my Nathan Peterman award, uh, this one, I was going to give it to a quarterback, but I feel like I always give it to quarterbacks. So instead I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of zag here a little bit. Uh, my Nathan Peterman is a tight end. Oh boy. Gerald Everett. Oh no. Gerald Everett, uh, the tight end for the Seattle Seahawks Mm -hmm. Four catches seven yards two lost fumbles, which is about as much damage you can do as a tight end as yeah. I can think of. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was, that was a special showing. If it was just one fumble, I would have let it slide, but I want to take this opportunity and, uh, you know, get some variety. In the and well, I think one, one of them for sure was on the goal line. I mean, it was, yeah. it was on one of those like shuffle pass ones to tight ends that, it, you know, yeah. the, the Chiefs well, and the really Seahawks popular. don't have any good receivers to throw to besides Gerald Everett, you know, so. yeah, of course, um, well, I, the only reason I didn't like think about that was just Seahawks ended up winning that game. So if the Seahawks yeah. lost, it would have been horrendous. <laughs> um, but they just owned the 49ers and the 49ers own the 
the Rams. The Rams and the Rams. Do the Rams own the Cardinals? No, I think the Rams own the Seahawks. Because uh, the Cardinals don't own the Seahawks. The Cardinals, Cardinals the are, are just always just sprinkled chaos. in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. The, a, the NFC West is bizarre. Uh, my Nathan Beerman Award, I talked about already. Give it to Mike Zimmer and just that's kind of a, you know, for the whole season at this point. He, and maybe it's he's not his heart's not in it anymore and he's just waiting. It's like old Yeller got to take him out back. But I just we could have a new segment like next year after he gets fired called like the Mike Zimmer bad coach. See, but I, I, I would never do but... that because like he's not like a bad like he's just. You know, last year you could blame it on injuries, like crazy amount of injuries where we had practice squad guys out there. Um, this year he doesn't have that excuse. Yes, injuries happen, but not as nearly as bad as last year. And you can't throw in no training camp, no whatever. So or like the Mike Zimmer saddest coach. Or he's he just he has looked upset. pretty sad. Yeah. Like um could have gotten it that week. He was like wet. Or like or the yeah. Mike Zimmer, I'm not having fun award yeah <laughs> you know or he's just he's just not having fun anymore <laughs> coach is not having fun that week coach um smiled so least. yeah that's my nathan being reward it makes me sad but i had to do it sorry uh all right stock up uh i'll start because i'm gonna go on the other side here dan campbell stock up and this is mainly for actually being a like a legitimate like possible coach and not just a placeholder he you know it's only one win but based on the emotion based on the He's really winning that locker room, I feel like, and he's endearing himself a lot to to that city and that state. I mean, we saw that there's the owner came into the locker room and gave a massive hug to him. And they, like, mm-hmm. obviously, it was at the Vikings expense, but, you know, I'm happy for him. I, I, I didn't have any expectation with him. I thought he was really bizarre with the kneecap biting and but. You know, it was warmed kind of up endearing, to him. though. He's like a puppy. He's too yeah. excited. Yeah. And he just said something. He so I, I think, I think Dan Campbell actually might just be what the, the Lions at least need to do like a cultural reset. Maybe not success. I feel like every coach for the Lions is cultural. But no, reset. no, no. Like he actually is like bringing something positive. Like it's always been a cultural reset for the worse. Like they just like yeah, it's their close. own different flavor of bad. Yeah. Him, it's endearing. So I think good for him. Yeah. So that's my stock up. That makes sense. Uh, my stock up this week is going to be the Chiefs defense. So they're on a tear. The Chiefs defense, they are on a tear. Yeah. You look at the uh, game several weeks ago where they lost the Titans 27 to three. That was kind of the, oh shit, the Chiefs are broken game. And since then, 17 to the Giants, seven to the uh, Jordan Love Packers, uh, 14 to the Raiders, and nine to the Cowboys. And then there's this week, uh, nine to the Broncos. I mean, they haven't let up more than 20 points since that game in the last six outings. And I mean, they were on pace to be, you know, one of the worst defenses in the league this year. They've really buttoned it up and that's scary because I still don't think that the offense is fixed, but they're actually winning games again because the defense isn't historically bad. Yeah. And and it's something where like the, the offense still has some moments where it's like, they're still not fully back. But they are definitely like they show flashes of like, okay, we can still be pretty damn good. Like they still are third in the league in yards per game. Um, their points are down, but a lot of that I think has to do with turnovers. Patrick Mahomes had another interception that went right off of Tyreek Hill's hands. I still hate that that's a, you know on a quarterback. 
Like anytime, like same thing with the Josh Allen fumble. We even talk about where he handed it off and Brita just tried to grab it instead of make a pocket, and it he fumbled it. And you know, Josh Allen's already running away from it. He got credited with that fumble, and like that's it, it, that's where like turnovers are always kind of you kind of have to look you know underneath the veil there where it doesn't always tell this whole story, especially interceptions. Um, but yeah, Chiefs defense. It's what they need for being historically bad to start the season. Yeah, yeah. If only another defense could uh, could pull that same trick. <laughs> Got him. Who have the Chiefs had that have been injured? <laughs> Tell me. Uh, none. None. Um, Andy Reid went to the hospital. He doesn't call the defense at all. <laughs> That's the only one I could think of. Jesus. Um, all right. My uh, stock down uh, goes to the Ravens. So... We have now had oh, a couple yeah. stretches where Lamar has just played bad, like like not even not even close to good football. And since his like gigantic fantasy explosion against, I think the Colts, right, the second half comeback. But that was only because like running, I think. Even. Yeah, no, no, I know. But since that game, he has been very maybe not. That might, that might have been a five touchdown game. I might be thinking of. Yeah. Um. But like since then, he has had uh just just. Very poor numbers, a lot of interceptions. Um, I mean, this year alone, he is currently, if I can. Uh, he is at 13 interceptions. Yeah, 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Thank you, Jay. It's, oh, not, great. it's not good. Uh, the last couple of years, he went MVP, he was 36 touchdowns, only six picks. Last year, 26 touchdowns, nine interceptions. And obviously this year, 16 and 13. So it, it, it's not great. Um, he, he's still fumbling the ball too. And it's, it, and, and when Lamar has a, a breakdown kind of in the middle of a play and he doesn't know what to do, it looks worse Yeah, because he knows he's athletic enough to keep running around and keep trying to make shit happen. Yeah. And whereas other quarterbacks will just, you know, they'll kind of accept their fate and just go down Yeah, and the play is over and it sucks, but whatever you live to fight another day and Lamar will just keep trying to dance around people and juke sideways and, yeah. and make something happen. And, well, it's just worse and even on that final play where they went for it, I love the, the I mean, the Steelers Ravens rivalry since it's been Harbaugh and Tomlin has been probably the best rivalry in, yeah. between, you know, in all of football. And I love their decision to go for it for two, for the win at Pittsburgh. And yes, Lamar had some pressure, but he missed Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews had a walk-in two-point conversion for the win, and he threw it out of his reach. Maybe Mark Andrews could have given a little more effort on that, but it's still a throw that Lamar has to make. Yeah. And I and also, this just goes to defense still getting hurt. Marlon Humphrey done for the year uh, after already Ravens losing Peters. I mean, yeah, and I not even talk about their running room, yeah. or running back room. It's, you know, it is what it is. I don't know what ever happened to Tyson Williams. He fumbled once and Harbaugh's like never again. Yeah, he's he actually ba- looked he's pretty good. Somewhere it's, we don't talk about, but him yeah, Ravens not looking good, especially when other AFC teams like the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Chargers are coming into form here, and it's doesn't look good. Want well, yes. to amend that sentence? Chargers question mark? Yeah, they're yeah, who Chargers? knows? They were they were great yeah. last week. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> they're here, miss. As Kevin said, uh, since that Indianapolis game where Lamar just went off. Mm-hmm. Since then, he's played in one, six games. He's only thrown for more than one touchdown against one team. Yep. I Jesus. Let you guys guess yeah. which team that is. <laughs> I know which one. It is. I wonder. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if he just kind of, he used up all of his power on that one game against the Colts and that's basically it. But. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it doesn't help. Yes. He doesn't have proven people to throw to like Hollywood Brown is like, he's, he's good, but he's not a receiver one. And that's been their issue. Bateman has been kind of hit or like been hurt a lot of this year. So it's hard to get him any chemistry with Lamar and Lamar is hyper targeting Mark Andrews these days. Yeah. 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 I don't have a quantifiable, but just watching these games, I mean, it's like, you know, a lot of his interceptions I would wager are, you know, forcing the ball to Mark Andrews because that's his guy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just something that, you know, they, they can't really do a whole lot. Mark, you know, Hollywood Brown's main route is where he runs about 20 yards and does comebacks to about 12 yards and like is that's Hollywood like store brand Tyreek Hill. Can we say that? Yeah, probably you can. I feel like he's, he's like the Walmart version of Tyreek Hill. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, all right, let's my stock down. Yeah. You're stuck down here. My stock down is a uh, rookie wide receiver this year, flying very close to the sun, uh, much like his former teammate last year did. However, Jamar Chase <laughs> has kind of evened out. Yeah. And he's still a very talented receiver. And I still think, you know, he's on track to have a great career. Uh, not a historic one, though, like he was on pace for earlier in the season. And this week really put a spotlight on it when he was running down the field, had like two steps on the defender, nobody out in front of him would have almost for sure been a touchdown. Burrow put the put the ball right on him and he bobbled it in the air and like tipped it up to the point that the corner was able to catch up and intercept the ball. Jesus. And it turned like a 60-yard touchdown into a turnover. And I think you know then the Bengals kind of just fell apart for the rest of that game and the Chargers got out to a big lead after that. And so and not just that one play, but I think Jamar Chase in general, the last several weeks has kind of been not what he was the first couple of weeks in terms of not catching that big 60 yard touchdown every week. And uh, so he's my stock down, not saying he's bad, but he's not quite as dominant as he looked like at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I mean, since his 201 uh, yard game, he is, has a catches of three for 32, six for 49, three for 32, three for 39, five for 52. And in that stretch, only two touchdowns. Uh, that's averaging f- just under 41 yards a game. Uh, yeah. He has cooled off drastically. It's not against good defenses, really. Uh, it you know, against the Jets. Uh, Cleveland's been hit or miss this year. Uh, the Raiders give up a lot of yards. Pittsburgh's actually given up a lot of yards. I think they're like 27th in DVOA on defense this year. Bad, kind of weird. And then the Chargers, which, you know, give up yards. And I think it's, yeah, he's come back down to earth for sure. Yeah. What, what I'm saying is Jamar chase, bigger busts than, uh, you know, any of these rookie quarterbacks, bigger busts than Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, all right, let's, let's go to our week 14 preview. Uh, so if you're listening to this, obviously you have, we have the Vikings playing tonight on Thursday night football, uh, short week. We're at home against the Steelers scale of one to 10. How nervous. Dude, I might I I think I already mentioned this, bro. Like my my set scale is always like eight and a half. Like I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. think it ever dips below that. Like last week, I, I even tweeted out, I remember like waking up last Sunday and I was like, I'm like, oh, I, I hate that I'm actually like nervous for today. 
and it's obvious, you know, obviously I had cause for it. Um, you know, this, this is the one game, like I'm, I'm less nervous about this game than last week, which is weird. Well, cause the Steelers are better. So it would be less. I know. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, we haven't had a game that we have come out and everything seemed to just go our way where everything just seemed to work. Like the closest thing to it was the Seahawks game. And that first half was neck and neck. And we, that was our only game that has been multiple scores. And I, I, I think it's, um, this is something where I'm not a like big Ben. We talked about is all he does is force feed Deontay Johnson underneath and let him do all the work. He was about to say he's back. Like he'll occasionally have some balls where he'll throw. You're like, oh wow, they're old school, you know, he's, old he's Big Ben. Back. Light you guys. I up. I am worried about Nashi Harris. Um, their offensive line though is not what it used to be, so I'm not as worried about that. Their defensive line does still scare me. Like Cam Hayward, I think he's gonna wreck our shit. Um, and Dalvin Cook is te- is not out. Yet. Yeah, that's weird to I, me. I just he's I, out of labrums. Like he has it's yeah. both. Like I don't understand. He should he should definitely rest so he can warm up for a, he has a long week for uh for the Bears Monday yeah, night. Yeah, get the mini buy. That's what he definitely should be rest up for. Uh Thielen's out, Barn Kendricks are playing, Darisaw's out, so that sucks. We're still running out Udo at left tackle, which if if you don't if that's not a sign enough that Zimmer's like, hey, please fire me. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, where is Dakota? No, Rashad Hill. Rashad Hill literally started the season at left tackle. Why is he not just put back in there when Derrissaw can't play? Why are we putting Udo, who struggled at right guard, to play the hardest, one of the hardest positions in football at left tackle? Like, what are we doing? I, I, I He had so many penalties last week. I think he's up to, like, 16 penalties alone this season by himself. You got a guy on the stat sheet somehow. And it, it's just, I, I don't know, man. He, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I, Big Ben over under five and a half rushing yards. What are you taking? Uh, I, I, God, I hope under. I just, I like, if he gets that, like. It's insane that you take the under five and a half. <laughs> well, like, what, it, like, he's not going to run. Like, he shouldn't get but outside. If, but if he breaks free at least once, then, you know. He's probably going to get. He that. shouldn't break outside the pocket, though. Like, what are we doing if he does? I just, I don't know. Um, like, we have guys out there. They're not like slow. They're not. Maybe, they're not like Hunter, where they're just good and fast. But like, Wanham's not slow. Um, you know, and everyone else, like I, Michael Pierce and Dalvin Tomlinson, can run him down. Like, they're not. And same thing with Armin Watts. Like, we got guys that can run him down, and linebackers too, obviously. Um, yeah, we better come out aggressive. Like. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, what do you think the line is on this game? Um, let's go Vikings minus three. Yep. Vikings minus three. Nice. Over under. It has shifted a little bit. I think it was like 45. Now it's down to 43 and a half. Um, I don't know. This seems like an ugly, like, yeah. 23 to six, 17, 18, like a weird score this, game. I, I don't know for sure what to make of kind of the Vikings offense. Cause that's the thing that I feel like has really been fluctuating. The defense has been consistently underperforming. And so I don't know what to make of Vikings offense, Steelers defense, but the reverse of that Vikings defense versus the Steelers offense is a very 
stoppable force meets a movable object kind yeah. of situation. I have no idea who's going to win that battle because they're both not great. Yeah, I mean, we are we're currently uh, just by DDOA. We're we're, we're eighth offense. 17th defense and five special teams, which credit all credit to Ryan Ficken for coming just overhauling our special teams. Yes. Joseph's missed his occasional extra point, but he's been very solid. And obviously Kenny Nwangu two return touchdowns in like six games. I mean, that's, I, I don't know. Like we got another great returner. Um, Pittsburgh is weird. Like their offense is 20th, their defense is 27th. If you were to told me their defense is actually worse than their offense, I would have. That's weird to me. Um, and they're 13th in special teams, so we should win this game by like analytics. But God, I know that does not matter because nope. we just say fuck it. We're gonna find ways to lose. I mean, it's gonna be close. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be close for sure. Um, I, I, I think it's gonna be an ugly game, kind of. I think we'll have some flashes of of great performances. I think I'm expecting maybe like 80 yards from KJ Osborne and maybe a touchdown uh, just from Jefferson uh, getting big, big DD Westbrook game coming up. <laughs> no, um, I have a soft spot for him. He was in a Madden franchise where like he was a rookie that year. And so he, he became the best receiver in the NFL like three years down the road. So I love DD Westbrook. <laughs> uh, he's been great returning the, uh, for punts though. He hasn't, you know, had any major mistakes, which last year, obviously that was a problem. So I don't know. Uh, all right. Going to your game, uh, going to another primetime game. So oh, you're, yeah. you're on Sunday night under the lights. You get Justin Fields. who was announced as the starter. Uh, you thank get, God. Andy you get Dalton the bears was way too good out there this last week. He could have been our Nathan Peterman. He you had get the bears four turnovers. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Four interceptions at least. Yeah. And so this, this game is, are you uh, worried all that it's Justin Fields instead? I just because it's not like it's it's still kind of unknown, but it's I, Nagy. So. I mean, full blown. Yeah, I think that the Justin Fields versus uh, Andy Dalton factor. Yeah, Andy Dalton is much more consistent, lower or higher floor, lower ceiling. Mm -hmm. And so you know what you're going to get with Andy Dalton. Justin Fields, he had that one play against the 49ers. He ran all the way around the field and scrambled and ran in for a touchdown from like 30 yards out. I mean, the dude can make some plays, and he definitely has more potential than Andy Dalton. He can challenge a defense more physically. That said, he, I, I don't, the game must still be moving too slow for him. I don't, I don't know. It hasn't really looked like that. So I'm not super worried about either of these guys. And I think that, uh, I, I don't think that it matters a ton, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know whether it, it shouldn't be. I mean, it's gonna be cold, like in the thirties, yeah, but be like, Lambo especially at it's Sunday night. December. So I, I, I don't think it's bad forecast. So I, and it's not like Justin Fields has never played in cold weather. Like, you know, he played at Ohio state. So, yeah. you know, he played in well into the season. So he's played in cold weather games. Yeah. And so I don't think that that's going to be an issue, but if you look at the, uh, the last time Justin Fields played the Packers earlier this year, we've been graced with two Justin Fields games Yeah, out of the kind of, God, we haven't even played the bears yet. The bears have been doing yes. That's, that's Fuck, I fucking hate it, dude. The schedule sucks. sucks. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was nothing to write home about in that game. He missed some throws. He made some bad reads and I think the defense has improved since that game too. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Bears offense. I don't think is Allen Robinson playing. 
this Ah, uh, he's doubtful, I believe. Okay. I don't think he's uh I or he's, I don't know if he's doubtful, but he's definitely still kind of questionable. File file this one away. Uh Allen Robinson just doesn't want to get hurt before he can go somewhere the fuck else next yeah, year. Yeah, clearly he didn't like he hasn't liked what he's seen with Justin Fields, so he's not rushing to get back anytime soon. Yeah, the franchise tag is not a uh, a big factor in you know coming back from injury as fast as you possibly can. I, I think I, I could honestly see the the Bears having more rushing yards and passing yards this game. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, 200 plus, 200 yeah. plus rushing yards. Cause I think Fields will probably have, you know, 50, 60 yards. Yeah. And then Montgomery, he's been, been pretty good. Yeah. And I think that, I don't know, all things considered, this is a game that the Packers should win. It's a game that you kind of have to take care of business. If you want to be considered, what do you think the line is? One of the top couple teams in the NFC. Um, I'm going to say the line is Packers minus eight. Packers minus 12 and a half. Holy <laughs> shit. That worry. Like, I don't know, man. Oh my God. Divisional game. Like, anytime Ooh. you see a divisional game in double digits, ugh, I, I don't, I know the Bears are not good. I know the Packers are good, but like, still. Yeah. No, that's. that's- that's a lot, and that does make me a little bit nervous. This is definitely a trap game. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, we are full in trap game season. Any, anytime you have a disparity that large mm-hmm. this late in the season yeah. with a divisional game where we've talked about it, the teams know each other a little bit better. I don't know, Matt Nagy's kind I honestly of a lame think, duck coach. I honestly think if, like if Andy Dalton's quarterback is his quarterback for this game, mm-hmm. that spread is less. Yeah, probably. I think Vegas is definitely being like rookie quarterback. Yeah, doesn't look great. Eh. Yeah, because he hasn't wowed anybody yet. Yeah, and, first you know, time at Lambeau. He's not a for sure bust like Trevor Lawrence, but oh he's gosh. not been doing. It's <laughs> my favorite bit now. I just no. Um, just setting myself up for like what I did the last couple of years with Tom Brady, but for like twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> just just saying the his, the Messiah. His entire like, career he just becomes unbelievable. <laughs> You're like, God damn it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I mean, Packers got to win. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. There's there's not much more to say he other than apologize. that. Yeah, he, he that was that was the headline today mm-hmm. is Aaron Rodgers was asked if he wants to apologize for saying he owns the Bears and he said no. No. Why why would he What a stupid fucking question. Yeah. Uh all right, another couple games to highlight. We got a couple options here. Uh starting at 325 down in Tampa, get the Bills traveling to the Bucks. This was a very popular Super Bowl pick. Um Obviously, the Bucks have kind of done their job. They look really good. Um, and the Bills they lose to Washington. Yeah, but but since that, like, I mean, Tom Brady's MVP front runner, most likely, unless he yeah. just falls off these last few weeks, should be winning the MVP. Which at I mean, this could have been absurd. like a like a one and two MVP race, yeah, either direction. Yeah, when it was scheduled before the season, and now the bills kind of haven't been yeah bills need to win this game yeah. and it's it's tough because they don't have i mean it's not a good matchup just you know if they were at home yes but well I, no, see this is how you beat the bucks because the bucks are a really good run defense yeah so you just, just don't it. you're not able to run the ball anyway so yeah you don't no even try. Like, i i think this is going to be a high scoring game i i say that every single time and i'm always disappointed i do think this will be a high scoring game just because the Bucks defense is not like yes, they've been getting optimal, you know, big game changing turnovers, 
but they still give up points. They're not as effective as they were last season. And even even, really even then, like they weren't like it wasn't like they were shutting teams completely down. Like they had an all time performance in the Super Bowl where they did they you know they with they didn't let Patrick Mahomes get any touchdowns, which is insane. Yeah, but up to that point, they were giving up points. They were just you know it was, it was an ultimate like Ben don't break. Like they were making key turnovers when they needed to. And I think this is one where I could see both quarterbacks having a good day, even with Brady going against a tough one because Bills just lost Tredavious White the season. Big blow. Uh, they still have a great safety tandem, but it's Antonio Brown going to jail, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. um, over under Winfield Jr. Half an interception. Where are you going? You going to give him one? Uh you a fake gopher fan? No. Yeah. See, <laughs> the thing is like, or, or fumble recovery. I'll widen it. Just like, okay. Just get, one turnover. And received. then, and then I, I'd, I'd say one. I, he's, okay. he's always around the ball. Yeah. He's always on the round the ball. And it's, you just, that's what he did when he was with the gophers and it was incredible. And he's brought that to the NFL and he just has a nose for it. It's like, it's like, you know, the honey badger where he just undersized, but he always just seems to make plays. doesn't matter. And, Winfield is, he's very, very solid. Going to get in a fight with Stefan Diggs because of two, <laughs> two Minnesota boys. Stefan Diggs is not from here. Well, he lived here at some at some point. Okay. Over uh, under for that game is 53 and a half. That seems way too low. Yeah, so, I, I honestly like. Smash I, the over. That's got to be the highest one. I think it is. Yeah, that, that's the highest one of the of the week. Um, <laughs> Solid 10 points more than the Vikings Steelers. So that's nice. I like um, weather. Figures. Yeah, barring weather. It's supposed it's 78. So the only thing is if it rains, then maybe not. But we'll see. Uh other game, Monday night. We got a good one. Rams at Arizona. The Rams need to show that they're really good. Because the Cardinals keep just winning yeah. games. They keep winning. They keep winning. They keep winning through injuries. I mean, yeah. granted, last week was beating the fucking Bears and it, it was Ky- they were trying. It was all. Kyler's first game back and yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler did fumble his first snap, um, but he's still small you know, hands. Found a way to win. Um, Stafford needs to kind of come back and play an actual good team because he just doesn't seem to do well against them. Do you know why the Rams are going to win? Why? Because I'm about to say this: the Rams are going to get their fucking doors blown off. <laughs> The Rams are a fake good team. They are a Madden ultimate team. So your win over a them was not very impressive at all. No, that was great. Back oh, then, okay. back then they were excellent, and they have since fallen off a cliff. Back then, as in like two weeks ago. Yeah. They were yeah, excellent. Way back. You can't. I mean, the league two weeks ago was so different than the league is today. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I had hope. <laughs> yeah, it's true. This podcast yeah. is different. Oh, God. I had to get for the, oh, the spread of that one. Uh, what do you think it is? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give cards two and a half. Yeah, cards two and a half, fifty-one yeah. and a half. Except for the undershoot on the Packers, I'm just <laughs> right on. Today. What do you think the Bills Bucks was? Bills Bucks Bucks uh, give them four and a half, three and a half. Ah, yeah, and over under for that. Yeah, fifty-three and a half, like we said. So still expect some points in those games. We get a, another good Monday night. I hate the Monday night crew, but is what it is. It's a really strong. No, it's just terrible. It's always been. It's just been so bad. Is it because it's not booger? No, it was bad when it was booger. I loved it when it was. It's got guys that have no idea what they're talking about. Do zero prep. It's just bad. Yeah, and then they say stuff. My favorite part. I've actually realized I like the worse 
kind of a broadcast crew is, the more I like them <laughs> because I get to sit there and they get to be like, oh, well, like there was a there was a thing in the Gopher game I tweeted about where, it, you know, they said then they only rushed three and that opens up so much for the defense. It was third and 18. And I love sitting on my couch and being like, I'm smarter than you. See, well, I, I'm in the you're camp. You're not doing it I'm right. in the camp when it's third or fourth and long. It's like Spagnola. Just bring the fucking house. You know, like you, you drop four in coverage. Yeah. Like a quarterback's going to have to throw it off his back foot and it's not going to be a set thing. It's easy to knock that shit down. Like, I don't know. I feel like anytime you give a quarterback all the time in the world, Someone's going to get open at some point. Like, yeah, but, it, just, but if you blitz Tanner Morgan, he's going to slice you up. <laughs> Yikes. Um, oh, my last one, you brought that up. Uh, Benjamin Zolak, he's a writer for The Ringer. He posted an article today for about the Vikings, about kind of like how the Vikings struggles in the last few years is a three is like a three-headed monster. It, it's, it's, it's Kirk, it's Zimmer, it's Spielman, and, you know, the, the GM. Um, GM, head coach, quarterback. And reading through it, and this has been a very popular thing on Viking Twitter. Like it was very apparent, and I like Benjamin Zolak. I think he he brings he has a he's a good eye for football, and I like a lot of the PC rights for the Ringer. Um, I respect that he goes by Benjamin and not Ben. I mean, yeah, I mean that's just what his he just his main his name is Benjamin. But I think he, I mean people call him Ben. But you nah. look on Twitter, you look at all the things is Benjamin Zolak. So he it, it just screamed the whole article. Okay, this guy's actually has not watched anything in the last two years like he, he looked like he because he he talked a lot like he was like okay he looked back at like 2019 2018 the first couple years of kirk he hasn't looked at all in the last two and see what it is and like it was very anti-kirk and it was very like i don't know they're all equal part play it was so you read an anti-kirk article that you didn't agree with no it was a it, it goes to the, the point here it goes to the point of people just making blanket statements by doing like the bare minimum research. And they're like, yeah, I can do it. And it, it's unfortunate people that have these massive platforms do it because everyone's like, Oh yeah, that's a great point. It's like, no, like, I don't know. It, it's the casual fan, you know, paradox. Yeah, there's thing one we thing we into. hate on this podcast. It's people without the expertise and the knowledge really good diving in on. No, the hot only takes. thing I want is that you just, you actually like watch like you could i could sit here and talk all i want about fucking i don't know like uh, name a quarterback uh, uh sam wentz. darnold carson wentz oh like, yeah there that's better. you know better <laughs> you know and they just or how russell wilson's really been like looking at his his numbers and like i don't like i don't watch seahawks games unless they're playing the vikings or it's a primetime game and like, mm -hmm. i don't know i don't i don't try to say wow he's been so bad these last two years See, maybe he hasn't been. I don't know. I don't watch closely. It's just, it's lazy to me. But that's what I had to, to bring up when you brought up the, when we were talking about Monday night and how announcers and all that you, stuff. You just, I, I feel like that was just waiting to burst. It out actually wasn't. I, I, it wasn't. I just saw it today because it was posted. And today. you realize we're about to go into two minutes and you're yeah. like, I have to, I have well, to say it. It, it, I, it was on the top, it was the back of my mind because I saw it today. Mm -hmm. So that's when it was published. It ruined your entire day. Oh, well, it was just, I don't know. Viking Swear has been a shit storm. And it's just fuel to the fire to it. I don't know. Yeah, it'll, it'll get better soon, though, right? I like to tell myself that just to make yeah. myself go to sleep. Uh, all right, let's go two-minute drill. I have four. I have three. Okay. All right. Ready, set, go. All right, you're going to notice a trend with mine. Uh, who's the most overrated team in the league right now? Most overrated team. I should really bring up the standings just every time we go into two minutes. It's <laughs> always stuff like this. 
the most overrated team in the league right now is okay. I think you might have already answered it. AFC. And now I'm going to look at the NFC. Oh, it's the Rams. Yeah. It's got to be. <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah. I thought you mentioned it already, but I, well, I hate when you say, like, oh, you're going to, you're like, you've already said it. Cause then I'm like, oh, I'm going to kind of, oh, no. <laughs> the, the Packers. No. Wait. No, it's a trap. <laughs> Uh, all right. Should the Eagles stick with Jalen Hurts? We didn't really talk about it, but uh, Minshew Mania struck last week, and yeah, two touchdowns. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna stick with Jalen Hurts. I, should they? I, they should. I we know what Min like. No. It's not like Minshew is. He's never been given the chance. He's been like a like a two year starter. Give, give me a funner like, answer. No, no. They <laughs> right, they fine. should stick with them. Uh, who's the most underrated team in the league? I I left the standings, even though you said just leave it on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, the most underrated team in the league. Let's see. The most underrated team in the league. You're fishing, but I'll, I'll give it to the the Vikings. Just oh my record, gosh, I was not expecting that. Sucks, and you no. guys like. <laughs> I don't know if it's just like the bias of being surrounded at all times by the expectation of greatness, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's that. There you go. That's your compliment. I wow. Feel bad for I, you. I, this, this is back to back days this of just being, being like floored, like out of nowhere. Like we had Dustin Baker's nice comment about yeah. all the podcasts and all the shows he's been on that this is his favorite. And now that I did not, I was not fishing for that one. Wow. I was expecting someone else, maybe. Okay. Right, well, there you go. You're welcome. Wow. Uh, let's see. Who's better, the Lions or the Texans? I'm going to bring it right back. To the Lions. Okay. Yeah. The Lions. You, I mean, you have they, to say that. Well, okay. But they are. You look at the Lions games, how many heartbreakers that they have lost. Like the Justin Tucker, like, come on, 66 yards. The Vikings the first time around. I mean, they've had games that are just like, you know, they find ways to lose them. And they finally won one. And it was at the expense of my team. But the Lions, they're not. The they Texans have talent. coach whose name escapes me has not cried. Uh, yet. Cully, Dave Cully, Cully I think yeah, his name is David Cully. Cully. Yeah. Uh, came from, I believe the Patriots. Um, that's working out super well. Yeah. Uh, who's the scariest team in the league? The scariest like, team in the league. You do not want to see them in the playoffs so right not, away. Not or like a jet, like, cause the scariest team is like the concept of the Patriots coming back, but they're not literally like a team. Like if you had to play like a, a winner, go home game mm-hmm. tomorrow, with your team, you do not want to play this team, conference or whatever. So uh, you just don't want to see them, right? Oh, it is, it's the Bucks because mm-hmm. of what happened last year. I mean, the Bucks didn't look great. They were a wild card team last year, and they turned it on in the playoffs. And they didn't they have, have that. They have that lull this year. Yeah, and they have that same exact fucking team this year. Yeah, so in theory, back. they could just do it again. Yeah. yeah, Brady looks really good too. Yeah, much as it pains me to say it, <laughs> at uh, forty fucking five. Yeah, like Jesus Christ. Who gets fired first, Zimmer or Nagy? It should be Nagy, just because it's long overdue. Zimmer, you can make an argument. He had excuses last year. This year is the first real year of not having excuses. I mean, Nagy should have been fired last offseason. Um, and but I not think, should. Who will get fired first? Uh, hmm. It could even extend through the season if, like, I, I'll, I'll say, I'll say Zimmer. I guess then because I'm blaming more on the. The Bears just continue to bring Nagy back and can't quit him. I think that the Vikings will be like, okay, no, like it's, it's our, I think it's already a foregone conclusion that we're moving on from him unless he literally wins a Super Bowl, uh, which looks less and less likely every single week. So I, I think as soon as the regular season ends and we're not in the playoffs, he's fired. And if we are in the playoffs, um, 
whenever we get bounced, I think then it'll, the news will come. So maybe again, it could be technically the Bears because they won't make the playoffs. So, so which one is it? You got to call it. Uh, I'm going to say the Vikings don't make the playoffs. <laughs> so I'll say Zimmer. You almost threw up. Yeah, I did. I was like, I, I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, uh, all right. My last one. Who's the worst team in the league? So you kind of already asked it, but the worst. I'm not restricting to two teams. Yeah, so I agree with you. The Texans are worse than the Lions. I'm just. Are they worse than the Jets or the Jets? A quick peruse here. I think they're worse than the Jets. The Jets have some pieces, and sometimes they can score some points. Um, the Jags are tough. I think that the Jags are more. The Jags have a worse coach i guess or a coach that does more damage to the team so i'm gonna say the texans are worse than the jaguars because their coach has so you're, less so you're saying you're saying urban meyer is behind everyone like he is mm-hmm. he's really like urban directly meyer, behind them you could think that the jags are the worst because urban meyer likes to sneak up yeah on you and just kind of <laughs> just kind of in your blind spot and he just kind of works his way under your skin. You know, it's, it's hard to really describe it in any other way. I mean, some might say Zach Wilson, the quarterback of the jets, he's, he's pretty pretty. So urban Meyer might be like, Ooh, Oh yeah. If urban Meyer saw Zach Wilson at a bar, I don't want Trevor Lawrence. I mean, this is, I mean, Hey, this is the same franchise. (laughs) Yeah. This same franchise where people forget, you know, Sam Darnold got mono didn't play for like a month. I, I think that we could have a situation where Zach Wilson and Urban Meyer both have mono and it just takes down the whole bottom of the AFC. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's it. Those are your jokes about the coach Urban Meyer having sex with yeah. So yeah. uh two minutes. Nice. Exactly. Wait, what was your what did you what was your final answer? Oh, the Texans. Okay. Yeah. So it was the Texans. Yeah. yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. I just think that they're just they're just not good. Well, it's like the Texans, like what's the bright spot? There is not. There, there, there's none. Brand, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I was going to say, name three. Name a non-wide receiver or running back on the Texans. Um, A non-running back or wide receiver. Can I say Tyron Taylor and David Mills? Oh, I guess and, and quarterback. Yeah, like not the skill position. Not the skill position? Yeah. Um, just one. Just one? Who's still on that team? Because everyone left. <laughs> J.J. Watt. Like, like Merciless <laughs> is gone. J.J. Watt's gone. Uh, Will Fuller is gone. Yeah, I don't even know who they throw to, other than Brandon Cooks. I don't know. They have a like a every running back that you forgot about is on that team. I honestly never watched a single like minute of the Texans this year. Okay, we got. uh, Let's see. Nope, those are all skill players. Jeff Driscoll at some point. Zach Cunningham. Oh, uh, well, is he on the team still? He, he just was just cut today. he just got cut. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I was like, I don't think he's on the team anymore. There we go. Uh, Tunsil. Is he? No, this this is an old list. I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, Tunsil, I think, is still on. He's there. There are other receivers, Nico Collins and Chris Conley. So those are names. Christian Kirksey, Packers legend. Yeah. So there's there's some guys, but yeah, they're they're just er- an absolute disaster. Eric Wilson is on this team. Vikings linebacker. That's where he got picked up. And so is Hardy Nickerson. What is this? And Jaleel Johnson. Oh my gosh. They're literally the <laughs> island of misfit toys where you're like, I wonder what Philip Lindsay was up to. And he's go for legend Eric Murray. He's on that team now. Oh, that's um, sad. That makes me upset. You know, I just, wow. All right. So they do have Eric Wilson and Hardy Nickerson and Jaleel Johnson. They, okay. That's tough. So the Zach Cunningham stuff. 
um, he just got he got cut today. The head coach said, uh, "This is his quote: We have standards. I didn't feel like those standards were being met consistently. <laughs> it was tough at all to wave Cunningham. It's about the team. It's not about one individual. When they literally have Deshaun Watson on their team." <laughs> This guy, uh, didn't, this guy didn't like match up to our standards. He wasn't getting enough massages. Uh, oh, Danny Amendola is on this team, I guess. Oh no, he's still Danny. in the league. Oh no, <laughs> so there's oh, that. No. He's on IR. He's the third string kick returner at the moment. For uh, some reason, I, I thought that he would be playing lacrosse now, like with Hogan. <laughs> Instead, I don't know. Is he gonna play lacrosse? I, he feels like he should have played lacrosse. Oh, Rex Burkhead is still on there. Oh yeah. So there you go. And Royce Freeman. Okay. Well, they got guys that used to be somewhat relevant they got names that ring a bell yeah uh all right i think next week we might actually we could bring in if we wanted to do a, a three-person two-minute drill yeah multiple just do it like a round robin just yeah. rotate who you ask to yeah I like that, that could be pretty good all right um so i think that's gonna do it thanks again for listening to our episode of third and forever presented by Ten Thousand takes you can go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com find them on facebook twitter tiktok and instagram you just search 10K Takes. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at third underscore forever 10K, where we post our episodes each week. You can also find clips to all of our socials on there, um, where we're all a little more active. Um, you can find us there where we're, you know, gonna gonna post a lot more emotional content, I guess. Angry. We we try to be as unbiased and as as, as objective as possible Rude. with Third and Forever. And so but still, you can find us there. It's a little, more, a little more spicy. Well, Kevin's just naming buzzwords for himself. Um, As my girlfriend would say, embarrassing. Yeah, that that's that's yeah, that's fair. All right, uh, I've been your host, Adam Osgood. Always been my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, final words. Roll Tide. Okay.